0: So today we're talking about, about yeah media formats.
1: I know I came up with this topic. I get a little like fedora pedantic about taxonomy.
0: I got to say, just before we get started, you're coming in hard on these new podcasts, like for a guy who was the producer. Yeah, it's good. Now you're getting <laughs> fan mail.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I should tone it down. The
0: reluctant yeah. podcaster. It's Speak great. when you're spoken to, Alex.
2: Yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, let's spend 20 minutes arguing about the definition of media format. Yeah, he's caught
0: up in that. He's upset I, about I,
2: I do, I, I get caught up in it. I'm trying to shake it off. All right, who wants to start? Because we probably all have different definitions of both media formats and their relative importance or unimportance. I think Troy clarified
1: the pecking order here, so why don't you get started, Brian? Troy gave you an opening. He lifted a
2: scepter so that you could start talking <laughs> No, I want, I want Troy to start because Troy has the most expansive definition of media formats that basically covers
0: everything. Why don't we just look at it from the perspective of the consumer? It's how they understand the media. It's the package it comes in, the way that you package a narrative up.
1: Sorry, can you move closer to the mic, Troy? I don't know what happened. You just went low. He does that. That's a power move. That is a power move. Yeah, it's just
2: low talking is an irritating power move because it, mm. it forces people to lean in. Can we start doing the podcast? Welcome to People vs. Algorithms, a conversation about patterns in media, technology, and culture. I'm Brian Morrissey. I write the Rebooting Newsletter and host the Rebooting Show podcast. Each week, I'm joined by longtime media executive and investor Troy Young, writer of the People vs. Algorithms newsletter, and Alex Schleifer, former head of design at Airbnb and founder of Universal Entities. I spent my summers working in kitchens, I tried doing front of the house work, but I found that I was more suited to be in the back, making the food or even cleaning the dishes. It was sweatier, but you could listen to music and didn't have to deal with someone giving you grief because their chicken parm was delayed. Kitchens only work with recipes. Recipes ensure consistency and when done right, they can become synonymous with the restaurant itself and its reputation. I think of formats as the recipes of media. Media formats, to me at least, are ways to organize information and stories to accomplish your goals. Ideally, those goals start with the audience and what they're trying to accomplish. But in the real world, formats are often dictated by commercial needs, especially in ad models. The best formats become entwined with their brands because they're integral to them. Think of the old school Business Insider slideshows or BuzzFeed's listicles and hands-in-pans food video style, or more recently, the smart brevity of Axios which boils down complicated stories into their essence. A few formats become lasting competitive advantages. I think smart brevity is one of them. Far more often formats wear out and they're copied to death and they lose all of their uniqueness. At one point, even the New York Times did listicles and every food video on the planet soon started using those same overhead food shots. That's one reason I find formats More often than not, a thin layer of differentiation and fleeting, hardly sustainable. Think of how Snapchat pioneered the Stories format in 2013, only to have Instagram copy it in 2016 and all kinds of other people adopt it. I mean, culminating in 2018 with the release of LinkedIn Stories. It's hard to say stories proved to be a durable, competitive advantage for Snap, even if it became a defining format of digital media. So this week, we discuss media formats, why they matter, and at least from my point of view, their limitations. Big thanks to The Fix, a great media publication you should all check out. They recently updated their running list of the best media podcasts, and while they didn't say it was ranked from the best, I did note that People vs Algorithms was at the top of the list. I should add that the Rebooney show also maintained its place on the list. If you haven't already, please do check that one out. It is an interview format versus the group chat format of this show, which we actually discuss uh, later on in the conversation. As always, sending your feedback on format tweaks you'd like to see. Troy keeps pushing us to change the format here, so we'd love to hear from what you think we should do. I'm Brian at TheRebooting.com, always interested in hearing your feedback. Now on to the conversation. We're going to talk about media formats, but I want to start with you, Troy. But you, you can't go on for 10 minutes. you got to keep your opening statement to five minutes. I feel like I'm a
0: debate moderator. Well?
2: What is a media format and why is it significant? Because I feel like we all have differing views on this.
0: A format, I guess, is the way information is presented to a consumer and the way it's packaged, including the medium that it's delivered in. It's a way of thinking about the structure or container in which the media content is delivered to the audience. To me, what defines it, you define it from kind of the mind of the audience. How do they see the information you're presenting to them and to me, it's probably the most important thing in media underneath of the media brand. There's the media brand, which is like Axios, and then there's the way that they package information. There's the media brand, which is The Economist, and there's the way that they go about doing journalism. It's different, slightly different in television because you have the media brand, which is the network, let's say, and then you have the show brand, which is like American Idol, and that is a very particular format that sustains for a really long time. I think that there is some confusion about the line between a media type and a media format and a media type is let's say radio or even podcasting then there are things that are kind of gray there's a tweet is is a tweet a media type or a media format it's kind of both and then you have things that are structural like a column is a format which is A first-person perspective and with the way you create a point of view and package information there's a listicle which is another kind of media format right which is a list of information Mm -hmm. and then there are other really well-established formats like something like the office what is the office It's a media format. It first existed on British television. It was imported the same format, the same idea, came to America, and it was like a spoof on office culture, and it was like a whole thing that people understood and loved. American Idol is a format. But there's also, I would argue, that CNN... Wait,
2: can I jump in? Why why those are not formats?
0: They're not formats. Well, definitely. American Idol is a format.
2: Okay. Competition is a format, but not like American Idol. Well, I think American Idol
1: invented a format, which were, probably came from the okay. British pop idol. Just so we're clear, because I don't want this to become a conversation about taxonomy. Okay. Kind of, it always. It taps into a a part of my brain that I don't love. And the fact is that because I also work on the technical side of things, on the other side of things, on the production, the people who make shit happen, the idea of a media format is very clear to much of that word that the media format is actually like the newspaper or television or radio. But even the fact that 16 by 9 is a format and the media is it digital or is it tape? But what we're talking about here is we're taking a bit of an elevated view and looking at the format more of the structure of what you're composing the way it's you're pa- forming. i like
0: the word packaging is a good it's way to way say way it but you know formats comes from largely yeah. from television they're formats that's the kind of media language that it's most associated with but i would argue in the modern world there's all kinds of format. right like when ted turner invented 24-hour news that was a new format would we agree on that cnn is a new format also a media brand. I would just not That's call CNN. it a, a
1: media format because a media format defines something very specific. But yes a for, yes, it was a new format. and I agree with you.
0: Okay. so I mean I think for the purposes of this conversation, it's sort of like how you package information and yeah. inevitably it relates to the t- media type that it comes delivered in, right?
2: Yeah, you got to create formats that allow you to accomplish goals, ideally for the audience, right? right. But then also for yourself. And a lot of formats, y- you make trade offs. And, and some of them are made around advertising. I think we've, we've seen this, like a lot of media formats really follow the monetization paths.
0: That's I think yeah. that's true. Or they accommodate it. Yeah. Is Hot Ones a format? And a show brand—it's a format, right? Yeah,
2: I think yeah, it is a format. Yeah. To me, like I, a lot Beast, of these things, format
0: or just let's do it. format media brand. What is it?
2: The format of Mr. Beast is these challenges or stunts. This mm-hmm. is a YouTube. It is a native format to YouTube. Okay. in my we're view. totally yeah. we're totally
0: aligned. We're totally aligned. Axios, Axios format? Bullet points, bullet points are a format. Right, why, okay. Smart
2: brevity is the format, I mean, and and I guess my thing is the way formats, let's leave aside TV, because I think about it very much on the ground level, the cubicle level, and you come up with formats just, to me, they're like plays. Football. Sorry, we're going to talk football a little bit. Real football.
0: People don't like it when we talk. I don't like it when we do sports stuff.
2: Okay, I'll do. Okay, fine. I'll do a restaurant. I got you. As you know, I do a lot of metaphors. (laughs) You have to have recipes and you have to have set dishes and you can change them up a little bit. Some get baked potatoes, some get like French fries. What's your favorite food
0: food format? Just out of curiosity.
2: My least favorite is tapas. And mostly because tapas is mostly done because it's just a way to ring more margin out. You can just make the thing smaller and sell a bunch more. No, I think it's like,
0: Um, tapas is like sushi. It's like stomach Tetris. It all fits, it just little bits fit into, so you can eat more.
2: Okay, but if you're running a restaurant, you need to have dishes that you move out of the kitchen. And I think my experience with formats is the reality that you have to recreate a product every freaking day. And the only way anyone understands a brand and remembers it is if you can have consistency. And what formats the job to me that formats do internally, which is incredibly important, is that you can have some kind of consistency and it does like a marketing or brand job because the best formats become synonymous with a brand. When you think of the Axios brand, you think of those bullet points and the, the beast. You nailed it, Brian. You, you, if, you completely yeah. nailed it.
0: Can I build on that? Sure, go ahead. You guys were supposed to give me a little bit of setup time and you didn't give it to me, so. The, the, <laughs> you go ahead, Troy. Uh, the, <laughs> I like it when you do like psychology talk with me. It's nice. OK, why are they important, I think, is the question. Why do formats matter now? Why are we even talking about them? I think there's a few things. It's harder than ever to compete in media and formats are a useful way, as you said, Brian, to align your teams against an idea and to hopefully create a better product with less resource inside of a media company against an expectation that you set with the audience. The other reason that formats, I think, are really important is that media companies don't really have locks on media types or distribution channels like they used to. So a format helps your brand come to life. You do that thing you become synonymous with that thing in the marketplace. On the consumption side, people have more to go through, more to consume. So formats that are respectful of your time, that get information out more quickly, that help you understand the media better, you know, useful. Now, why there's so much innovation in formats and why I think we're talking about it in the podcast is because there's never been a time when there's more room for format innovation. Why? Because the internet is a meat grinder because you're no longer constrained to a media type. You can make text, you can make video, you can make chat, you can make podcasts, you can make all of that. So formats become a really important way to differentiate and distinguish your brand. Video is format Video is just, what are we going to make in video? Formats rule video, obviously. Also, the reason we're getting a lot of format innovation is because we're giving tools out to the audience. And those tools suggest formats. You see this on TikTok a lot, Mm -hmm. you know, the video that's cut in half or like a duet video or a react video or a split screen. Those are all tool based. You can put your head on top of someone else's video and you can comment on it. So tools are giving us ways to create new formats and we're opening them up to the public. So you're seeing a ton of innovation around formats. Mm.
2: My problem with the format stuff is I think it's a weak differentiator for a brand. I think you can do it. I did a thing with a hierarchy of differentiation. And to me, format, leave aside video, I don't know the video world. Format is a low, I mean, I can't think of a worse moat, just because, take Stories, I'll go back to video. It got copied by everyone. I mean, I think LinkedIn, I don't know, was the Excel one, Is that was that like an actual spoof or was it real? But anyway, a- everyone added Stories mm-hmm. there and Stories was an original format. Snapchat came up with it and then Instagram was like, yeah, we're just gonna- Yeah, I think maybe
0: that. in video they're more important. If you look at what's sustained forever, The Bachelor, American Idol, Shark Tank, these are all formats and they become intensely valuable. They get syndicated all over the world, all that. Those formats are really important, Brian.
1: We should pull out the idea of inventing new formats as a platform if you're Twitter or TikTok. Because format becomes the entirety of what you're offering and your value is that social graph that you're applying to it. Within media companies, what creating new formats can do is that you can engage your entire creative team to build new properties around a format and that can give you a head start on something, an advantage. Yeah. And I think Axios has shown that even though that format is being copied now, they've managed to fine tune it and create content and a brand around that yeah. format. So I think it's same with the hot ones, right? Same with the Wings thing. I mean, a million people are going to do something like this.
2: But I think the thing is to me is a lot of times they can be shticks. The line between quote unquote format innovation and shtick is. Do you very think the semaphore format is working, style. Brian? Total shtick total shtick. That thing <laughs> yeah, loaded up. That is written in a Google Doc and then it is shoved into the what did they call the thing? I don't know what they even call it. And Wait, they can you out define it. what it is? Because basically us- the idea is to deconstruct a news article. So the building block format of a news article is, and this is actually instructive because it was from technological constraints, much like that's where formats come from. You know, the 700 word inverted pyramid news story where you do the who, what, where up top, and then you move down. And so the idea is you can cut from the bottom most important stuff to the bottom and everyone should get the entire story after the nut graph, which should be two to three paragraphs in, unless you're the New Yorker, and then it's 19 paragraphs in. There's all these different formats that has come out around the news it's article. Called a se- they call it
0: a semaphore, it. I believe, Brian.
2: Semiform. Semiform. Yeah. That's it. And so basically, they're going to re- deconstruct the... Is that, is, that, is, that, is that the whole stuff where they say, no more, step
1: back, Liz's view, all that type of stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta, so the
2: idea is the imperfection of the 700 word inverted pyramid story, particularly in, in modern world, You have mix of analysis, fact reporting, opinion is always seemingly in there these days. We're going to divide that up. Why do the you reality, think that's a shtick? Yeah. Because the reality is it's the same freaking story that's just taken out. I mean, it's enchilada, chimichanga. I don't know. You're just rearranging the beans and the cheese. Sometimes that's all this needs. And sometimes
1: the format is a very simple shift into saying, we're going to make an interview, but during that interview, people eat really hot chicken wings. Or, well, no, no, or the, the, we're going to make video really short and fast to consume, right?
2: Yeah. Well, I think the the latter has more. Is has it more dishonest? Power. Do you no, think no, it's not dishonest? dishonest. Look, everyone is going to have a Q and A format. Everyone is going to have an explainer format, and you dress these things up in different ways. For instance, like with hot ones, it's just a Q and A. It's the same thing. Like I wanted to do a version of this in the standard cold plunge pool. You're in the plunge pool, the camera's starting, and you do an interview, and obviously the person gets increasingly uncomfortable and frozen in there. And ha ha ha. It's just an interview. Like it's all the same stuff. Correct, but the gimmick sometimes, you know, hindsight is twenty-twenty. So
1: so the gimmick sometimes feels hokey or predictable. But for some reason, it just works. For some reason, you add a teaspoon of sugar in your tomato sauce and it tastes better. And yeah, whatever. It's just a spoon of sugar, but it works. And I think if we overly elaborate what a format needs to be, then you could miss out on a lot of these things that are actually winners. Slack was essentially IRC. Fine. It just was the right thing at the right time And I think oftentimes the best formats for me are things that aren't actually overly elaborate and complicated.
2: Yeah, well, so they have to fit with the brand. The strength of Axios and the smart brevity was not the actual format. It's just bolded words and bullet points. But it was in service of their core differentiator, which was most New York Times stories are 318 words of new information and 550 words of what we call B material. It's the hamburger helper. It's all the background stuff. They're like, we're just going to give you the shit you need to know. And we're going to put some... But well, that's a big deal, though, right? If you train your whole team. No, no, no. I, I don't deal. mean it in a bad way. It's not the I just bullets. It's, it's the wh- way
0: you, get, you teach your company to tell stories and the expectation you set around that with the audience. Also, didn't you tell me to, this week that I needed to kill my kittens? No. Wasn't that the line? <laughs>
2: yeah, I don't literally mean... Harry is safe.
0: No, but what you told me, I drone on. I told you
2: you have to drown your kittens. Drown your kittens. Yes, that's cutting the stuff that you're in love love with because you wrote it. Like, or oh, is that like know. a k-
1: kill your darlings? But let's like, just like yeah, oh, drown your oh, kittens. Worse. But to somebody outside of the that doesn't work as a journalist. First time I opened Axios and looked at this, it was a revelation. It was like, oh, finally something made for my stupid brain that has no attention span. Great, this is exactly how I want to read the news. And I'm not, It feels I'm not it does. Anti Axios and their. No, no, I'm not saying you are, but I think it it feels like it's just bullet points. But it feels like you are. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Nobody else was doing it with any type of... Nobody was putting the resources that
2: they were behind those bullet points. Yeah. Does that make sense? I have to admit, after the 900th time that where I'm told by Axios to be smart, it does wear off a little bit. But all formats do have wear off. But I think that they serve an important you know, marketing function. For instance, my small experience, we basically had two formats that really became synonymous with the brand. And one was Confessions, where we gave anonymity to people to talk about the real shit that goes on in the industry. Mm-hmm. And the other was an explainer format, because you need an explainer format. And we wanted to do it in a conversational way. And so it was w- WTF is ad tech, WTF programmatic. And those formats were absolutely essential. They were the most important things that we did. We did a lots of other things. I'm so glad formats, we're talking but... about
0: formats. I'm very happy about it.
1: So when you look at things like the New York Times, to me it feels like that everybody's missing a trick not testing out new formats every day. You know when, what's-his-name, did the seven-hour
2: podcast? I love uh, that. Was guy. It, no, he's was it? Belanger? Do you see his bet? Yeah, yeah. It's like a, he's betting people a million dollars in Bitcoin that it's uh, uh, that we're gonna have hyperinflation. He wins either him. way. What was his name?
1: Lex uh, Le- Friedman. Uh, Fre- oh, Friedman. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I never listened to it, but it's interesting to try these things out and technology allows you to try all these crazy things out and i always find it surprisingly uninteresting brian and i
0: set a day aside to listen to that podcast didn't we brian yes hey one question (laughs) about this can we start just back up a bit what are your favorite formats if i was just to ask you guys to reflect for a sec can you think of a format however we've defined it to this point that you really love It can be in any medium.
1: Mm. I love the two minute papers YouTube videos, which is, they're not actually two minutes long, but they're like usually six to 10 minutes long, where a guy just talks through a paper of some new technology that came out around, usually AI or image generation. And formats it in a way where he kind of outlines the paper and shows examples. And he always has the same tone. And I love that format of kind of like taking, breaking down something hugely complicated, showing it, putting it down in under 10 minutes, and making you feel smarter in 10 minutes. I think that's great.
2: I like more conversational formats that are emerging around newsletters and also podcasts like this. Yeah. Because a format that I've grown to detest is the explainer format. It's the heart of. A lot of the problems I think a lot of people end up having with journalism and journalists, this like high and mighty Vox started the really built their brand around an explainer format. That's great. It's everyone needs a shtick, as I said. That's why maybe I'm a little cynical about it. But it, it, what happens is when you apply like everything today, it's like when you apply everything to this kind of format, you you end up having you know Vox explaining why no, the lab leak theory is a conspiracy. That's the problem of formats that I find is too many times publications and brands shove everything into their preferred format, and the reason that they shove it into the preferred format is for marketing and branding purposes not because it's doing a job for the
0: audience okay so but i
2: would say i it's kind of the point I was trying to
1: make, and I actually think maybe it's for advertising because the advertising is framed yeah. around that format. Advertising ruins everything. Once again, Troy. Well, the thirty-minute sitcom,
2: like whatever. It's all twenty-four minute, twenty-four minute sitcom. Do you remember Ch- Chuck Woolery Ryan, would be like, "We'll us, be back
0: two and two. Can we? Can you give us a quick update on your ad sales progress? How's it going? <laughs> ad sales progress?
2: Yeah. Why? What does that have
0: to do? I mean, are you? Are oh, you sold out. How, great.
2: No, I've got some. I've got some proposals loaded up. I, I think they're really like robust. Yeah for new partnerships. I'm very excited. Okay.
1: For this podcast, or you are the. Pro- no, nobody
2: wants to advertise on
1: this. No,
0: I'm just kidding. No,
1: I haven't really been pushing it. Well, maybe I should not stop there. saying how much I hate advertising.
0: I love yeah, advertising. Yeah, no, it's not helping in the marketplace. No, Can we sell some mattresses? Okay. So so products? I just want to. So, Alex, you said you, there's First a party, there's data an efficient YouTube based news format you like a lot. Mm-hmm. Brian Brian likes. A bit oh, convers- oh,
2: I have one more. Okay. And because it's on this, and because I, I attack the semi thing, I like what they're doing with the text message format. I like that. Mm, okay, Does so that, I that's would disagree that kind of snip yeah, yeah. conversation. It's useless. Yeah, it's, it's yeah.
0: useless. It, it doesn't. Ha- there's not a lot there. It's just there's a sort of arrogance to say, "Look who we can text with," and put big name here. It's not I useful like it. information. Yeah, but, semaphore's whole but, brand but,
2: feels a little arrogant. But, yeah.
0: but I, wait, I, well,
2: I'm the one attacking them.
0: <laughs> okay, so I would agree with you. I like the conversational format. I, I like the sort of snarky liberal Gen Zs that write newsletters, I like the Garbage Day guy, Ryan Broderick. I think is fun to read, even if I have. <laughs> Sometimes I have to sort of hate read it. I like the yeah. guy you hate, Solana, Pirate Wires. I love that. But I also loved, I grew up loving the efficient edit on the Wall Street Journal, particularly on the front page, because they would sort of dispense with any nonsense and just get just the facts. Mm. And so there was an efficiency of the Wall Street Journal I loved. And I found like that I was supposed to be reading The Economist, but it was so fucking dry and clinical. Uh that you know i appreciated that they had the ultimate format you don't have a byline yeah. It's like super well edited, all that stuff, but not the most fun to read.
2: No, you got to take a break from The Economist,
0: I find. Yeah.
2: No offense to everyone from The Economist. I'm a lifelong reader, but I sometimes take a break.
0: If I'm feeling down, I can watch the format that I come back, I seem to come back to is the travel and eat format. What's it? Okay. You know, like David Chang, whatever is ugly, whatever is. Or some
2: somebody feed Phil Bourdain.
0: Bourdain, obviously. Bourdain. Well,
2: supposedly Shane Smith wanted to. Everybody wants so, to be. Again, a- well, I don't know why we're talking about semaphore all this time but like I mean, semaphore had, a, had a piece that came out i guess last night about shane smith and vice and it was it was a little bit all over the place but it was trying to get it. you know he took a hundred million dollars supposedly off the table or something but one of the more interesting tidbits
0: because there was a is that a format Freud than- is that a format that we like <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a lifestyle actually <laughs> <laughs> you do it right uh-huh one of the things in there was that he wanted to take over that format from like Anthony Bourdain but he didn't say how long Anthony Bourdain had been gone before Shane Smith was yeah I want to run back to same play
0: with <laughs> the guys I'd watch that out here I'd anymore. watch that hey Shane I'd watch you run around and I eat I mean that's food.
1: very personality based yeah. right Bon Appetit had kind of a group of people that was really popular during the yeah.
0: pandemic I took my son to Shane's that. house was... one time and my son thought he was the coolest guy in the world Shane regaled him of stories of laying down a million dollars on the poker table in, in Vegas Loved him.
1: Shane seems to be like the guy that's gonna teach your son how to smoke his first cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, Trey,
2: you're, yeah, you're, cool your your related your relatability score just went
0: through the roof. <laughs> what is is that the it, it, <laughs> No, but what are we doing here? <laughs> what are we doing with this podcast? We're trying to be relatable? Is that what we're doing? I mean, I don't understand that. Oh, no, it's, it's just a lame. It's a true story. I think it's I interesting for the audience. My son had a good no, time. No, I like it. I like it. That's I'm like not trying to be relatable. Saturday, you know, I'm trying to be real. It's like
2: puck. What is the puck form? If John, John <laughs> if you're listening, I think John has a new format with his Saturday missive.
0: Which well, his format is it was, it, was <laughs> it was an incredible week. It was an incredible week. But I think
1: I, so. Here's the thing that actually the reason I wanted to talk about podcast started when we were getting this advice, and we may or may not follow that the biggest growth in podcasting is video podcast. That just concept drives me up the wall because the second you make a video, it is no longer a podcast. Because to me, as far as formats go, podcasting is not the format. Podcasting is the distribution system, which is, and let's be clear, let's not let Spotify take over this shit because it is a the last free open system like newsletters, which is an audio file, an open standard audio file and an RSS feed. Two of the most beautiful things ever created, yeah. put together. And, and we so, can thank
2: Adam Curry for this. Let's thank Adam Curry From for MTV. This. Uh, my
1: childhood uh, and, MTV. <laughs> and, and I think that this idea now that we get this idea of a podcast Confused when there's a yeah. set of audio formats. Just that work. Side. Yeah, and they, and some audio formats work better over the podcasting network, as some video formats work better over YouTube. There are just certain of things that get you structures.
0: get you riled up, and I really like it because it's sort of like yeah. the best of your Austrian side and the best of your French side come out, yeah. and you want to lock someone in a basement. Yeah, and he's furiously <laughs> like stroking his beard. No, yeah. Since we're not a video podcast, if you violate some kind of technical principle with Alex, and you're also so like, That's right? why I don't
2: bring up RSS. No. <laughs> I can tell Alex is one of those guys who flies off the handle when you start to talk about RSS. I just think that the idea of creating formats
1: is really interesting on the internet, especially when you create formats that are inherently portable. So I think that the audio, conver- the conversation format that we have now, right? we're recording videos for all of these, we could edit them in, in into a video file. But then once we move it into YouTube as a video format, are you guys still going to say, we make a podcast? Mm-hmm. Or are you going to say, we, we make a show? We're
0: gonna say podcast. We'll make sh- I don't know, but it's also I don't YouTube. think it matters, Alex. But I think I'm gonna dress better, probably. You should let me know if we're <laughs> gonna do that. I'll I'll get gussied up a bit.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think of podcasting as a few formats outside of the true. I mean, true crime has obviously become a format. The you know serial.
0: What's our format? What's our format? Because I think we need to start innovating a little bit.
2: Oh, I mean, this is a, this is the most hallowed format in podcasting.
0: Which is what? It's well, the
2: three it's the three white dudes
0: format. Yeah, yeah.
2: Come <laughs> on,
1: three white guys with beers <laughs> recording a podcast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we were only one of us is in Brooklyn. but I usually don't give a shit about that because I think we should be happy if anybody makes content. But I do feel like a little bit kind of self-conscious sometimes when I tell anyone at a party, oh, I make a podcast. As, okay, you and a billion other dudes that look like you're great. But I do think we're building a good product. And when it comes to format innovation, I don't know if you remember this, but in the beginning, especially what we were trying to do is in the edit put little musical blips that would happen, and kind of it would be like we're closing one tab and opening another tab. We're joining this conversation, but it's a yeah, long conversation. what happened? What happened to that? Experience. Did it work? I got self-conscious. I, honestly, like one of our first, con- one of our first reviews was "Great podcast, but kill the music." And I felt like maybe I'd I would like stretched the, the
0: idea of the format. I think the music um, is the best thing about this podcast. To be honest, it's the <laughs> <laughs> Good bit.
2: No, you. but there are differences. So, like, I remember my former podcast producer Aditi Sangal. She was. We were talking about the podcast, and I was like. Well, Maybe we should change this or that, and she was like, "You are not the value proposition." <laughs> it's like, I just thought it was hilarious that she said that to me. Her point was, this was a specific format, and it was a guest-driven format where the host is. It's like typical f-ing events, the moderator role. Like I compare it to being the holder. I have to do sports again. The holder like on a a football team. It's the most thankless job in the world. No quarterback should ever do that. Just the punter. Give it to the punter because nobody notices you unless you screw up. You're supposed to get out of the way. That's the format. And then there's more host driven. I think Bill Simmons is way more host driven format. And then this is just... What about your buddy Jason? Do
0: you think he's the world's greatest moderator?
2: You know, he used to say that when I worked for him at my first job and... He had these things called the Rising Tide Summits. And Jason always was obsessed with Charlie Rose. And he always mm. believed that he could be and should be Charlie Rose. Hmm.
1: So, so, I guess this I'm not... hasn't hasn't aged well. He's very good at coming up with a military analogies, all this tough guy stuff. There's a lot of samurai talk. You know? Oh,
2: he was always doing that too. Yeah,
1: it always He's... is a sign that somebody
0: feels really tough when they keep mentioning these things. But I do think that we're gonna need to innovate our format a little bit. So just want to be clear, we need
2: a we're doing a podcast yeah. about our podcast.
0: Yes,
1: we are now. Okay, let's let's. Our this format
0: is, it. is okay. conversational. We are all have operational expertise. I think there's quite a High level of media literacy on the podcast, hopefully. That's what's about media. What else should we do? We do the good product corner. I don't know if that's worth anything, but should we be bringing guests on, guys? You know how I feel about this. I don't. Yeah, think so. I don't I mean, know. I,
2: maybe we can put in the show notes. There was a really good podcast, but you can also read it. Ben Thompson did with Bill Simmons because Bill Simmons is, has been, I think he doesn't get enough credit for being like an actual media innovator. He saw a lot of things way before other people saw this. Them and executed on that. Super smart, um, and not He's, just himself. That's a
0: great podcast. He's really smart.
2: I think the way he describes podcasts to me, that's the most powerful. Did you like that intent. line in there about? That.
0: I'd listen to a sports podcaster, but I liked it best when they would go off on a tangent and talk about the Oscars.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just to tie it back to what Alex was saying, I think it's really difficult to disentangle the ambient nature of podcasts. I don't think many people are glued in; like they're probably doing something else when they're listening to this, walking or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think that. I think the video part would screw that up because the digressions and stuff like this would be very annoying to me in the video.
1: That ties into your concept of modes, right? That people are in modes, yeah. Troy. You open up a specific app or a specific channel because you're in that mode and you want a specific type of well, content hey, I, I just to engage with.
0: I want to be clear about the video thing. I don't think it should change the nature of our format or our podcast. I like it for two reasons. I think that... Some people like to consume media in a way that's slightly passive on YouTube. I think some people just want to look and see what you look like and understand you better as human beings. But I think more importantly, podcasts are incredibly difficult to find and make part of one's media habit. It's the biggest challenge with growth in podcasts. It's why so few of them sustain and get beyond 20, 30, 40 episodes. It's why that the top 1% of podcasts have 4,500 listeners an episode. Just to get in the top 1%, you don't have to have that many listeners. It gives you a sense of perspective. Mm-hmm. And they're hard to find and they're hard to make part of your media diet. A couple things. One is the YouTube algorithm will often slide this into the stream of someone that might not have otherwise have found you. So I think it's a good way for us to build audience. And you know that it's interesting and I haven't played with it yet, but the new Spotify app is trying to solve the same problem. So Spotify is becoming sort of tiktok guys is that the right, mm-hmm. the right way to say it? So there's going to be more yeah. videos associated with the music, and they're doing these little segments of audio programming where you can kind of flip through the money spots of different podcasts so that you can get a sense of what's inside. Mm. And that's kind of a neat idea.
2: I wonder why they're doing that. What kind of advertising is the last advertising that gets
0: high CPU? Well, your man, Bill Simmons, was very clear about that, that he thought that was a huge advantage for them. That very few... Well, I
2: mean, he's... He works there. I get it. He's but an executive at Spotify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: but ha- what, what, what is the advantage? Being able to build an, a meaningful advertising business against podcasts.
2: When we talk about formats in, in this instance, it's about marketing and it has nothing to do with the product. I think my sort of, I don't say problem with overrating the importance of packaging, because it's just, it's packaging, but what's in the package is more important than the packaging. At least I want to believe that. And I think over and over again on the internet i've been proven completely wrong on that <laughs> like distribution always wins there's very little reason for podcasts to be in video you're trying to solve some different problem you're not solving a problem really that exists for the audience that's not the job it's a marketing problem
1: my hypothesis with that is that and and it's tied to the spotify thing is that it's a discovery issue podcasting has terrible discovery it's not apple's by far the leading podcasting app and discovery is not great on it
0: apparently spotify and- and, and iTunes are neck and neck.
1: Well, not in our statistics, but maybe. And so the issue is discovery, right? And so music streaming is a terrible business, so they're trying to move into something where they can generate more revenue. But they also know that it's really hard to create podcast discovery, so they're doing that. Just taking us back to YouTube for a second... I think that a lot of reason podcasts move to YouTube is that YouTube has a better discovery engine and people end up playing YouTube videos in the background. So still consuming more or less like they would consume something That's
0: what I just like said. a
1: traditional podcast. Is it? Yes. There's something wrong with Okay. You. That's a great meeting move. But I feel like there's no when we are talking about adding it's just a failing in the whole podcast ecosystem. Right. And but that doesn't I,
2: you not you shouldn't solve that with a new format that has nothing to do with making the product better.
1: I think that actually what Spotify is doing is not great for podcasting because they are trying to gatekeep podcasting in the end. So f- for us, like, I don't see this as a great move. I don't know if it'll work. I don't understand the mode you're in when you're consuming content like this.
0: Here's what I don't understand. What, Brian, advice would you give either a content marketer, sorry Alex, or someone who's wants to innovate in their media company, what advice would you give them about a format, Brian? Because I'm not clear on whether you think it's a thing. This morning, you said to me, I want to get in this conversation thing with you because I like this format. But I often hear you being incredibly dismissive of format as a differentiator. What advice would you give me?
2: To tie it back to a audience need, I think formats that don't actually benefit the product are just shticks. And there are a lot of formats out there, in my view, they're a solution in search of a problem. Remember Circa? They were going to innovate news by making a swipeable news. It was a shtick. It was a shtick. Problem is you need to improve the actual underlying product. And so when formats can be applied to an actual user need, then I think that that is great. And to me, like a conversational format that I I was trying to pitch you on is I think right now, like we're moving from this time of too much explanation into more like exploration. I think conversations are, that's what they are at their heart is exploring issues and having people from different points of view sort of pick at things and stuff. And I think that that is like an interesting area. I think that's why people like Joe Rogan and stuff are popular because I think people recognize this is an incredibly complex world and we don't all have have the answers, no matter what the New York Times and Washington Post says.
1: Do you know what I I find maybe appealing about this format is that you can listen to something and allow yourself to disagree with at least one person, and so you're you're listening to stuff that allows you to not be in full agreement. Like I listen to the All In podcast, even though you know I don't particularly like or particularly agree with any of them, I just enjoy listening to that conversation. While if I listen to something that is much more edited, it feels like the entirety of that product. Yeah. Needs to be something that I consume and agree with, which doesn't feel
2: as, as rich to me that make sense? I mean, the New York Times, the daily format with Michael Barbaro acting like shocked at the most basic things that he knows. Huh. So you're telling me oh, Donald Trump was trying to get him. I was like, well, of course. Fucking, are you fucking like an idiot? You know this. <laughs> you're totally right. Yeah. It drives me crazy.
1: <laughs> you know what? I, I used to listen to that show and you told me that exact same thing about why you don't like it. And now there's no way I can listen to that show. Every time he goes, he oh, knows really? the answers. And
2: I understand. It. I understand. I get it but you gotta do it in a little bit of a more surgical manner but also yeah. I think the daily itself is a good example because we had this conversation a little bit on text to me that's a radio format that's just distributed through whatever the rss rapper and yeah. curry and dave Weiner are still fighting over it's one of the most popular podcasts but to me it's just a radio show
1: I always like the way at the end of the daily he says and here's other things You need a note today. You need a a note today. Should we wrap this up? Should we go into good product? Should we go into good product? Although I wish we came up with a new format for this show. I think we should come up with something. And, Troy, to your interview question, an interesting thing I've seen people do with format on podcasts because it's an RSS feed is that they'll drop many episodes or different type of episodes within the feed. So like midweek we could have an interview a little aside it is an interview of you and David Sachs having a conversation. Well or something th- that would like be
0: that. cool. I think I could suggest a few things and you know in the spirit okay. of, of everybody just contributing. I'll lay out a couple. Brian Goldberg wanted to come onto the podcast, and you guys were like, well, I don't want this to be some like PR thing for Brian. And I was like, no, he'll just contribute to whatever the topic is, and we'll guide him around that. So it wasn't a super popular suggestion, I felt. But I think getting a segment with someone who could contribute to to the discussion that we're having that week would be fun. I would like to do that. I also think. Let's
1: try it out, and let's ask the audience if you can send us ideas of who you'd like us to.
0: I personally, I'd love to do a music corner. Yeah, I have another idea. I'd like to do. I know, Brian, you hate that idea, but you know, I've got lots. I I, I, I'd like to do a little music. (laughs) It's like
2: the. It's like putting the YouTube the 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 fish clip at the end of. Yeah, but I would never
0: put a fish clip at the end. So you so watch your mouth. (laughs) I would never do that. Because that that it seems <laughs> like you're sensitive about the fish. Control. Well, I also have another idea, which is I want Gen Alpha corner. I want to bring my son. <laughs> is he Gen Alpha or Gen Z or whatever? He's not a it's millennial. Yeah, Gen Z. Alpha. So I want to get. I want to get the pers. He knows more about n- formats native to social media than than us. And I'd like to get. He, he's very smart. very Media savvy. I'd like to get him on here. So that we have a very, very different perspective because we are old now, and I thought that would be a little fun segment for us—ask the Gen Z or whatever. Do you have any other suggestions yeah, that, could that cool. we could weave into this?
1: I like the idea of having the podcast set up so that we can naturally call somebody and have them call in. So it is not—it feels less prepared. Just like dial a number and call them in. I like that. I, yeah. I think that would be. Very I'd
0: cool. like to have my own sound effects that I can hit it when I want them, Alex. Can I do that?
1: Yeah, you want your fart sounds and your...
0: Whatever, you you know, know, like horns and all that stuff. I want to be able to also play little musical clips at different times.
2: So just to be clear, I would love to have Brian Goldberg on. I think where it was before was they were going through their layoffs. And of course, I was going to bring up the layoffs, okay? Just the same way as if I ran into Brian down here in Miami at some place, I would like... So as long as he's like the PR handler is not involved, I'm all for it. Otherwise, I like bringing in people with outside perspectives.
0: The PR thing, you know, people
2: who no, are—we
0: can't do that. Won't work. No, we tried to get we someone else on who's the CEO of a media company, and then it became this back and forth with her PR company, with her PR. No, we're not. We can't do that. Won't work.
1: No, we're not going to do that. Right. We're not going to do that. But this was a great conversation about formats. I think we should revisit it. We should also try some new format stuff next week. Let's try it out. Yeah. let's give All us right. oh, we, let's, let's try a new format thing every so often at least.
0: Well, we have to stick to the good product format, Alex. We need that. Yes, that's oh, Good optimum. product..
2: Good.
0: Okay. Do you Dropped have the good product no? well, I'm not doing it this week. I've handed the. I have a to bad product.
2: Can I do a bad product?
0: You can start with a bad, but you have to go to a good always.
1: Okay. Uh, if you want, you can do a bad product,
2: I'll do a good product. Okay. South Beach is a bad product. I mean, there was two <laughs> shootings again. South Beach, spring break Jesus. at South Beach is a terrible product. Every year, there's shootings. They have to impose a curfew for the third year in a row. It's a broken product. They need to reform a lot of the whole like South Beach party scene. I don't know. That's
0: Maybe I'm just getting old. Yeah, we need the Law and Order party in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't feel like people should get shot during spring break. <laughs> There you go. You heard it here. <laughs> yeah, now, what's yeah, your good product, yeah, Brian? Yeah, first, that's a- Brian. That's all I have. I don't have a good. You product. told me you had a good product.
2: A lot of products. No, I just have a bad product. Hold it. You told me. Leave- oh well, the one good product in South Beach. I noticed. I did go to the beach before the shooting started on Saturday. I get out of there before the sun goes down. I noticed that there. And I used to live here, but I lived in North Beach, and it's totally different than South Beach. There's people that go around with these backpacks, and they have beer and frozen drinks and plastic bags or something like this, almost an IV kit. And then they just they just take Venmo. I think that's a great service. I think that, I was like, you know, this gives me hope for capitalism. This is the best part.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Capitalism. That's sort of like craft retail a la third world country. It's yeah. great. But you know what? You had said earlier, Brian, that your good product this week was LinkedIn, which I thought was super cringy. <laughs> And now you're not even going to bring it up. Well,
2: no, I just said that we should use, we should consider, we should zag, and like instead of going into YouTube or going along with Spotify's plan, I think LinkedIn is a very underrated platform for reaching
0: people outside. It's true, of True, like, but, but you know who you're going to reach? People that love and make and sell advertising, and that's going to upset Alex.
1: No, it's okay. I can uh, look. Okay. I love you both, and that's what you dream about. Every I'm, a day. You wake Alex, up and I'm a journalist, Alex. I'm a journalist. I do, Troy. You don't see one surface of the internet without thinking what type of ad could go on top of it. And I still love you. I think LinkedIn is great. We should do it.
0: Hold it. so I have. I have a good. Can I have your good? product? I have
1: a good product, and then we can wrap it up. I'm gonna, and I've talked about this before. I think Reddit remains a really right. good product, but it has a, it's a very steep learning curve. Which I, and the reason I'm bringing it up is because there was an interview with a new chief product officer at Reddit. And how they're trying to make it easier, but I think it's an exceptional product. And I've heard it somewhere. I don't remember who it was, but that Facebook is where you go to hate people you know, and Reddit is where you go to love people you don't know. I do think that if you get into the right community and you look at comments on Reddit, are truly, truly valuable. And I just wish I knew how to engage with that community more.
0: Yeah. So yeah, Reddit. So is
2: I would just say this because it goes here. You know Sriram Ram Krishna, the guy's he's now Twitter. hmm I don't think I'm getting it. No,
0: he's an A16 Anyway, guy, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. Shri Ram has this video that sort of went around a little bit about how he hates jobs to be done, because I just mentioned, oh, you gotta have a job to be done. And Reddit is a perfect example of that, And that they try to force you to download their app when they're like, no, you can't this won't work in a browser. It's no, I think it will work in a browser. I just want to see your Reddit thread. It's funny because there's so many of these trade-offs, and that's why. His point was this jobs to be done thing is so naive and it doesn't work in the real world because even at a place like Reddit, at the end of the day, they got to make money. And so they tell you that you got to download the app like Yelp would always do. It's annoying, just like the web works fine. Browse. It's fine.
0: Web page.
1: Yeah. It's text. Just you know, make things available where people are. I don't understand why you wouldn't want to do that. Did
0: you just right. say at the end? Cause of, cause did you just say money. at the end of the day? Is that the sort of corporate aphorism of the podcast? We should do that as a segment. Corporate aphorism. Corporate aphorism. Yeah. You know, good. double click on those at the end I'm of the rusty day. on those. Yeah. By the way,
1: the podcast seems to be getting more and more popular. I guess it's better than getting less and less popular. But I'm surprised. I'm very excited about all our comments and the reviews coming in. It's exciting.
2: Oh, good. I think it's from reading out them. Those are. i not. I made with that, those, but I'm just saying. It's. Yeah. Did you? <laughs> did you hire people okay. in the Philippines? Mm-hmm. So you're Troy 420.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Shit.
2: Damn. I was actually thinking that this morning, like how like. When you sit at media companies, you make these like decisions that you just sort of justify it. We're just like, oh my god, this ad campaign's coming up shorts. Let's just pay some sort of click farm abroad and we just won't think about it that much. People make these trade-offs all the time. I try not to be moralistic about it, but that's how it is.
0: One last thing before we go, speaking of the okay. podcast. Should we change the art out? The art? Yeah, you're the art. Yeah, dad. we can Why? change the what art. You, I don't mind don't changing like the art.
1: And just for everyone, I make the art, I make the music. Alex does pretty much all of it. Well, I don't do the edit. We have a great editor. Do you want that. still the three of us? Can I move to the left? We can organize <laughs> it whichever way you want. So once again, if anybody's listening to this, feedback on the But Wait, art. I forget,
2: where are you, Tro- Troy? Are you at the left or are you in the Christ position? Yeah, Troy's in the center.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm Canadian. I'm center I'm center right.
1: Yeah. I'm leftist and
0: Yeah, but you know, Alex it's... last week I thought it was a great departure for you to come out swinging for all your tech bro friends. while Brian mm. was like going non-linear on the yeah, nasty. Yeah, yeah. Actually it was very I think prophetic Brian to see how this thing, you know, oh, I knew started it to long. just kind of like long. become this divisive massive divisive issue. And it didn't hurt and I saw it and I should have flagged it when Calcanis did that all caps tweet that was like you should be very fucking afraid like that one i was like this guy is an opportunistic weasel what, mm-hmm. what is he doing? And so everybody has gone after him for this caps thing. It's all okay,
1: all right i I'm, I meant to I, I, I am I'm, I am late for my next thing, but just because you mentioned no, you no mentioned no. Calacanis, okay No because you mentioned Calacanis. okay, I'll try I'll try to stay calm that guy, okay? He came on the podcast afterwards talking about that and saying that they didn't understand that people were doing a bit and that people who know Jason Calacanis know that he's a joker and a humorist. He is one of the least funny people that I know. He is definitely one of the least funny people. And, the, and by the way, podcast. for the
0: you're totally right about this. He wasn't joking when he said it. It was no, such he was a, not joking. It, w- it was the that, most that
1: bullshit of saying I was just joking is the most weasley fucking like spineless shit you can do about anything. Own it, right? At least Sax owns his bullshit.
0: Yeah, Sax versus so senator. Trump,
1: right? He's like i was just kidding. <laughs> Well, yeah, wait I'm till the sad to suspend. He'll wear a Montclair matching orange Montclair beanie with it, so that's good. He'll look good. Thanks so much for listening
2: this week. We'll be back next week with possibly a, a change format. All yeah, right, sorry. Fun.
1: You guys so thanks for ruining my day with Jason Calacanis talk. I'm gonna go sell some ads. All right. All right,
0: man. See you. All right, bye. Love you both. You bye. Guys.